Mount Olive Lutheran Church, located at 2170 Havasupai Boulevard, Lake Havasu City, Arizona, brings you this weekly radio program, Winds Through the Olive Trees. This program was recorded at our previous week's church service. We are an affiliate congregation of the ELCA churches in America. At Mount Olive, we serve Christ by welcoming all growing in Christ and sharing God's love. Listen now as Pastor Craig Corbin brings you the message. Good morning. Welcome to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Holy Gospel is from the first chapter of Mark, beginning at verse 9. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And at once the Spirit sent him out into the desert. And he was in the desert forty days, being tempted by Satan. And he was, he was with the wild animals, and the angels attended to him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come near, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer this time, our time of meditation together this morning. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I can speak for myself. This week has been a humbling week for me. I'm not sure if humble is the right word. Somber isn't necessarily the right word either. It's not quite what, I'm not quite sure what the descriptive word is, but I'm, I'm going to continue with the word humble. It was humbling in the sense that I, along with many of you, this week were reminded of our finiteness. And I don't know if that humbles anybody or not, but I know it certainly humbles me. I, along with many of you here, have been reminded again this week of how fragile and vulnerable we really are. Getting this news about Bryant being sick and being in the ER certainly is another reminder to us of this body that's fragile and vulnerable. I also got a text from my, one of my sisters last night that one of my other sisters is in the hospital now with a fairly serious illness. So I'm going to try and get a hold of her today after church. Again, a reminder to us that we are all very vulnerable, fragile human beings. This past Wednesday, Ash Wednesday with the imposition of ashes, is another day for us to come to grips with our finiteness. And I know that every one of us receives those ashes in your own unique way, and it means something different to all of you. I know for me, as the pastor standing here 
dipping my finger into that dirt and oil, and then looking you in the eye and placing that sign of the cross on your forehead, that, and using the words, we are dust, and to dust you shall return, that is a very humbling experience for me. And at the same time, it's also a hopeful thing. Because as we approach the reality of our dust, with a promise and with an assurance of the resurrection life of Christ our Lord, because not only are we reminded that we are dust and to dust we shall return, but we also are affirming our baptismal covenant that Christ has made with us that says, you are mine, that nothing can ever separate us from Christ's love and Christ's resurrection power. So there's humility, and at the same time, there's, there's hopefulness and assurance and promise. For me, it's also been a very humbling week as well from the perspective that we gathered here this week for two memorial services. And I have had plenty of time this week to reflect upon the fact that we are finite and that these earthly vessels that are simply made of clay will no longer be on this earth someday. But I've also had plenty of time to reflect on the fact that this earthly vessel that I have the gift to actually have right now, I'm a walking miracle, just as you are. We are all wondrously, miraculously made, that every one of us here has the very breath of God within us, and we have the very Spirit of God within us. And yet we also need to remind ourselves that someday we will become dust again. One of the things that was a little bit unusual about these two memorial services this week is that both families chose to have multiple scriptures, which basically means that we usually have uh, two or three scriptures. Well, we had four or five scriptures, actually, for the memorial services this week. So that was a little unusual. And one of the things that was also read in both of the memorial services were passages from the Psalms. And it was the Psalms that stood out for me the most this week as I've been reflecting and thinking about today. And there's something about the Psalms, how they are penned, how they were written. There's something about them that has an honesty to them, that has a realism and has a vulnerability that seems very authentic and very personal. And yet simultaneously, not only is it honest and realistic and authentic and personal, but it also has a, a sense of confidence, a sense of assurance, and a faith that is boldly expressed through those same words. And I found myself this week, I found myself immersed in these three psalm passages this week, the two that were at the memorial service and our psalm that we have assigned for today's lectionary. And I'm not going to share every single verse with you, but I want to share just a few stanzas from each of those psalms that I've been immersed in this week. Psalm 121, that was the psalm that was read at the George Horrock Memorial. And a few verses from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
The Lord will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. And then from Psalm 103, which was the psalm that was read at the Jim Rucks funeral. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. And then just a few verses from today's psalm. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. In you, God, I put all my trust. Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. In you have I trusted all the day long. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. You are gracious and upright, O Lord. Therefore, you teach sinners in your ways. All your paths, O Lord, are steadfast love and faithfulness. Now, we know that most of the Psalms were attributed to King David. And obviously, because most of these Psalms were attributed to, Jim, to uh, King David, that means that they, most of these Psalms were expressed by one person. So it should not come as any surprise to us that all throughout these Psalms, there's going to kind of be these common overarching themes. You know, it's kind of like me. You know, I've been here eight years, and you know that I preach on certain themes most of the time. There's going to be certain things that I'm going to repeat over and over and over again because they are fundamental to my theology and they're fundamental to the Lutheran theology and our understanding of, of who God is and how God relates to us. And sometimes, I'm sure some of you probably think, well, I wish you wouldn't say the same thing over and over again. But that's the nature of how we are. And that's very much the same with King David. There were, these, there were these occurring themes that are here over and over and over again. And one of the themes that is, is key in these psalms is that the God and Lord who is both with us now and forevermore. Now I don't know where, I don't know where King David got that concept, how he picked up on that. Because I'm not sure what the whole i'm not even sure what their concept of eternal life was back in old testament times but somehow king david caught on to this idea that god is both with us now and forevermore another prevalent theme that is that god god's love is steadfast and that his compassion is always there Again, I'm surprised in a certain sense that King David would come up with that types of ideas about God because those were the times that people lived under the law. And it was like, well, you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this to have this right relationship with God. And yet in the midst of all of this do, 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 it's like, but yet the love of God is steadfast and the compassion of God is always there. And the other theme that I hear is that's very prevalent in just these three psalms alone is this theme that one can trust in God's salvation and God's faithfulness. We can trust in God's salvation and God's faithfulness. And all of these themes give us this overwhelming sense of trust and assurance that God will always be with us no matter what. 
And somehow King David got that. Somehow King David, through his discernment about God, figured that out. And he had to express it. And so he expressed it through the writings of these psalms, both in this life and in the life that will be into eternity. Again, how he picked up on that concept, I don't know, but it was part of what King David believed and how he expressed it in the psalms. And as I have reflected back on my own life, and I'm, ask, I'm, I'm encouraging you now to think about that a little bit yourself, is to think about your own life and your own experience of your relationship with God and with Jesus and who the Jesus is that you have come to know and that how he relates to you and what his promises are and what his assurances are for you on a daily basis, not only on a basic basis, but also what those assurances and those promises are for you as we now leave this world and we become dust again. What are those things that you have come to believe and to know through your life of faith? And I just want to share with you again just a few things because one of the things that I have believed and I have lived with throughout my life of faith is this promise that Jesus is always with us and that Jesus is always with me. I've said that many times before, that the same Spirit, we're talking about this passage today from Mark where the Spirit descends upon Jesus. The Spirit is the one that sends him out into the desert. The Spirit is also the one that goes with him out into his ministry. It's the same Spirit that, drove, that came to Jesus in his baptism, that drove him into the desert, that sustained and protected him in his, in his wilderness. The same Spirit that sustained him in his earthly ministry and in his proclamation of bringing the kingdom of God near. It's that same spirit that sustained him in his journey to the cross of Calvary. And it is that same spirit of God that abides in each of us today. Jesus lives in and through us by that gift of the Holy Spirit. And the implication for us and the reality for us then is is that the promise that Jesus is with us, even in the midst of our own wilderness experiences, We can say with absolute certainty that Jesus is with Bryant in the hospital right now. That Jesus is with my sister in the hospital right now back in South Dakota. And that we can walk with confidence and assurance that Jesus accompanied us in our times of greatest need, in our time of greatest struggle. And as David Loos, one of my favorite pastor writers, wrote, not just to survive the wilderness times of our lives, but to emerge from them renewed in hope, faith, and confidence. We are entering into 40 days now of journeying with Jesus to the cross. And if you just think ahead to the week of Holy Week, in 40 days or approximately 40 days from now, we will be with Jesus and his disciples in the upper room And it will be a moment of humility as the disciples have this opportunity for Jesus to wash their feet. But it will also be a time of betrayal and a moment in which Jesus gives a new commandment to his disciples. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So I'm going to encourage you to enter into these next 40 days with an assurance and a confidence in your faith that Jesus is always with you. All you have to do is speak the word Emmanuel. 
and you are saying and you are affirming that God is with you. And I want you to live with that assurance that no matter what, that his love for you remains with you. I oftentimes find myself being drawn back to perhaps one of my favorite hymns of all. It's the hymn, O Christ the Same. And if you want to pull out your hymnal sometime when you're sitting in a pew, and you want to take some time to do some meditating and thinking about how gracious and wonderful and steadfast and faithful God is, the, 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 the hymn, O Christ the Same, has words that speak tremendous words of grace and mercy to us. And I want to share with you, in conclusion, the third verse from the hymn, O Christ the Same. O Christ the Same, secure within whose keeping our lives and loves, our days and years remain. Our work and rest, our waking and our sleeping, our calm and storm, our pleasure and our pain. O Lord of love, for all our joys and sorrows, for all our hopes when earth shall fade and flee, O Christ the same, beyond our brief tomorrows, we bring our thanks for all that is to be. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon, with you, fav look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. Thanks be to God. We hope that you've been enriched by this broadcast. We invite you to come and join us. Our worship times are Saturday at 5 p.m., Sunday morning at 8 and 10 a.m. Youth join us weekly for Sunday school during the 10 a.m. hour. And on the third Sunday of the month, the youth lead the 10 a.m. worship. Visit our website at mtolc.com or call us at 928-855-2299. Our worship is ended. Let your service begin.